Business in the Okanagan Matters. This is Law Talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanvir Gill from FH&P Lawyers, LLP. They talk business and take your questions at podcast at fhplawyers.com. Now, here's Clay Williams. Here we are again at another FH&P Lawyers uh, Business Law Talk. With me is Tanvir. Hi, Clay. And I'm Clay Williams. Here we are, we're recording actually on a Friday afternoon and just had a very interesting little bit of legal research that I just did. A client of mine asked me if he could be registered on his land title forms as a banker who identifies as a llama. Oh. <laughs> Do you know the answer to that? Well, okay, so just for listeners, when you register on title as an owner of property, it's registered with your full legal name and then comma occupation. And and actually so you client, ha- you ha- and you have to fill in uh, occupation. Yeah. You, can't, you can't leave it blank. Yeah. So your client wants to say banker slash llama or just llama? No, he wants to say a uh, banker who identifies as a llama. Now, you do a lot of real estate. What are your thoughts on that? Is, is there any reason we couldn't do that? I don't... I, so I didn't know the answer to this, but I thought, I, it was, I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know that all that wording would fit in the box, but I don't see why it would be rejected either because back when it used to say James Smith, accountant, and then it would say Jane Smith, his wife. So what's the purpose behind it? I don't know that there's... a You know the weirdest one I ever saw? What's Dem- that? Domestic goddess. And domestic goddess got registered. Yeah. And so it's I funny too. That's a, who identifies that's a great as one. If it fits, if though if you can fit all those words in the little box that we're given to type it in, maybe I would I would do it in Okay, so, so we went and, and we checked whether there was enough space. Yeah. And there is enough space. I would so do you it. could uh, actually submit it for a registration yeah. at least as so John Doe, yeah. banker who identifies as a llama. But is there a reason not to? And that's what I was taking a look at. Is there? And uh, that's kind of a Friday afternoon thing. I, I don't usually <laughs> spend any time looking at that. <laughs> well, yes, there is. And, and that's because it's up to the discretion of the registrar. The registrar mm. may not accept it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if the registrar doesn't accept it and it's, it's a material yeah. pr- problem, you might have to resign. And since this is real estate, that could be a real problem. So we decided, no, no <laughs> uh, we better not do that. I, there may be situations where you could, though. Though, you know, where it's not perhaps time sensitive or something like that. If it was defected, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I want to say if domestic goddess worked, yeah. I think that even if you just put llama, <laughs> Anyway, I just, I, it, I'd never heard of that before, but uh, hilarious. And uh, so, yeah, somebody else try that. Somebody's got a little more um, confidence, I guess, than me. But uh, I thought what a great thing to look at on a, uh, on a Friday afternoon. So, Tanvir, I hear that uh, you were just back from the Business Excellence Awards. What were you doing there? Yeah, so the Business Excellence Awards were on Wednesday this week. And so finally, after a few years of not having many events, there was um, the awards that were held by the Kelowna Chamber of Commerce. And oh, so, that's right. This was the first time in yeah, person for two years. It was good. It was nice to see so many people out and just ready to have an event. And I think we had about... 
I think 300 seats or so that were filled. So it was nice to see a big room, like a big banquet hall in the Delta Hotel finally filled up with people. Oh, and I, th- think I think people, people were excited. People are ready, aren't they? Yeah. I, people yeah. were so sick yeah. of not having that human connection, that interaction. Yeah. So I'm glad. So yeah. it sounds like it was a real success. Yeah. And the Kelowna Chamber this year, they decided to go with the topic of rock and resilience. And the purpose being that, you know, COVID was tough on a lot of different businesses. It was a hard thing thing to come over the businesses that made it through did really well the businesses that were brand new and just opening just you know had a tough time and if they were able to fight through it that was great um so the topic was quite fitting or the theme sorry it was quite fitting rock and resilience and yeah it was interesting I think it was nice for me to see how many businesses were up not even if they were nominated to the finalists but just nominated generally like for one category they were saying there were about 80 nominees for one of the categories so it's just so nice to see so many people you know out there and doing something and being recognized for it and it just made me think of a good topic for our podcast okay what are we talking about today i think we should talk about competition i you know there's just so much competition out there and like how do we as lawyers factor in competition confidentiality and all that when it comes to business like how do we protect a trade secret because there's so many businesses out there that offer at the end of the day the same product or the same service so how do you protect what you're out there offering okay so the topic is protecting your your systems and 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 your business yeah okay well and and i guess that makes me think that there's a couple of times when that's going to be important. And the time that you and I deal with quite a bit is for people that are selling their business. Yeah, I think most of the biggest concern that we will usually be dealing with is someone who's been approached, they want to sell a business and they just don't want anything to be leaked. They want to be able to talk to a potential buyer about their business. They want to be able to negotiate. They want to be able to disclose some things about how they run their business, but they don't want that to leave the negotiation table. Yeah, and, and you can see that there are certain things that, that you wouldn't want out there. You don't want somebody to come in allegedly to purchase your business and then do something like make an offer to your key employees and steal them away. Yeah, okay, now I know exactly how you run your business, what you do, which yeah. maybe which manufacturers you use. or Who, who's, how you who's the face of your business? Who's the face of your business? How do you bid yeah. your contracts? And now I'm just going to do that without buying your business. (laughs) You know, and some of the other things that a potential vendor would would be worried about would be things like uh, your client list. Who are your clients? Who are your customers? Who do you get, you know, a bunch of your money from? And and your pricing. And so, you know, if somebody, a competitor has that information, that might be very easy Mm -hmm. to go in and approach your customers Mm -hmm. and and perhaps uh, underprice you, underbid you. Yeah. So sometimes when we have um, something like this, like a brand new negotiation, a potential sale or potential purchase if we're at the very beginning and we have a letter of intent which we've had we've talked about this quite a bit sometimes we start a business deal with an LOI a lot of times that LOI will have something called a confidentiality clause within it or a non-disclosure which says that the contract it, it may or may not be binding but what's binding for sure is the fact that it's confidential and you can't go out and tell people what you're negotiating on when clients of ours are selling a business, very often they will have provided some limited information and uh, some really basic financial information perhaps. Somebody takes a look at this business and becomes interested in them, then the next step would be the agreement that you're talking about, mm-hmm. confidentiality or, or a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. 
Now, one of the things that's going to happen, though, is that the purchaser obviously wants to be discussing the information with their advisors, right? Yeah. And Accountants, so, lawyers, or any other professional that's going to give you some type of guidance with that deal. Yeah, and accountants and lawyers are the classic. Yeah, and, yeah. and so that non-disclosure agreement will uh, allow that but we'll put the obligation on the person to keep the, the, the information as provided confidential. Yeah. And on the topic of just being in a business transaction, sometimes we're not even going down the LOI path. We go straight into drafting a contract uh, for the purchase of a business. And in that case, we still put in confidentiality clauses because we still, we might not have an LOI to protect it. We still don't want the deal to collapse or not follow through and someone to go around and talk about the business deal. So it's still in there. And another thing that's quite often in there is going to be something called a non-compete. So to put yourself in the situation, you're buying a business, a vendor is selling it to you and off they go. How do you protect this business now that you've bought it? How do you stop that vendor from going out down the street, opening up the same exact business, you know, and being your direct competitor? Yeah, you know, I've actually seen vendors who have gone across the street and opened a competing business. Very, very important to make sure that consideration yeah. is there. Yeah. Otherwise, you've sold something or, or you've bought something without any protection against that person coming back in. Yeah, so that's another thing that, that we look at when it comes to, you know, trade secrets or trying to protect what you've bought now from the person you've bought it from. And I mean, what about employees or contractors, people that you work with? Well, well, so, so I think that's in my mind, I, I think of that as another uh, heading is how do you protect yourself as an operating company so as you're operating how can you kind of avoid things like having your employees leave they've learned so much about your company and they know about your pricing Mm -hmm. they know who your big clients are are there ways to protect yourself and and the answer the the answer is yes we have people all the time that call us because they have a particular business they have in innovative way of doing something of cutting costs that maybe other people don't know and now they need people to come work for them so how are they going to protect themselves from you know john coming in and working for them and then going to the next business and saying well you know what they do (laughs) we have to be really careful with that courts don't like it if we just said well you've been in this industry and now you can never be in this industry again and yeah. you have to go get a different job yeah. the courts will say no that would be a um, covenant in restraint of trade because yeah. they and want people to be able to compete but a court will recognize that uh, a business has a vested interest in maintaining its systems exactly. and its, uh, its confidential so information. So a very generally worded Uh, non-compete setting that I buy Clay's business, Clay can't operate in Canada for the rest of his life is going to be looked down on. Well, well, interestingly, maybe not because that's a different context. If you are selling your business and in that business there's a non-compete, a court's going to uphold that much differently than in the context of a an ongoing company Mm -hmm. that asks employees to sign a non-compete. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if I buy from you and then I say, okay, now this as a vendor, you can't go and open the same business in Canada. That's not going to fly. As a vendor, you know, I, I, don't I think that so. I, depending I, on the business, well, but you have to well, prove why do you need a restriction across Canada. If I have a business, but, but that those operates, policy, I do, I do disagree with that. It's a very ooh. different, a very different context selling a business from trying to get an employee to no, sign one of those things. No, but for selling a business, I yeah, want to see. But I think we're talking about protecting your ongoing business. Yeah. 
So something to remember is that just uh, very different considerations. Mm-hmm. That when you're selling a business, it's a business transaction. We've got equal bargaining power. A court's going to uphold that. Now, I don't know whether they would uphold and ever compete Canada. all of Canada yeah. again. That might be too wide. But they're certainly going to look at it through a different lens than if I said to you, Tanvir, as my employee, you can never work as a lawyer again in Canada. That's not going to be upheld. It has to be so narrow yeah. in, in the employee context. It has to be so so narrow. In fact, a lot of people aren't using them at all and are going to non-solicitation agreements, which are upheld a lot more easily. Yeah. And the difference there is saying that if I buy a business from Clay or if I have an employee that works for me, you can't then go solicit my other employees, my book of business, people that I maybe use as my suppliers, my manufacturers, or those connections that I have. Okay, but just, again, differentiate between buying the business and ongoing businesses with employees. Yeah, but you can do a non-solicitation in both, can you not? Oh, oh, absolutely you can. It's going to be looked at through a different lens in the sale of the business. That's all. I I don't think you can combine those two. No, no. So, yeah, you know, uh, one of the ways to protect yourself and your client base is to have a uh, a good employment agreement and another type of agreement uh, or another clause within your employment agreement would be confidentiality. Yeah. And a lot of people do that as a standalone agreement, but you can also put it in an employment agreement. And the confidentiality clause is key. So, and, and what you actually define as confidential is important. So it's probably not a, a legal issue, but a, another way that a business can protect itself is ensuring you've got good systems in place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you are dealing with confidential information like drawings or something like that, it's really important to develop systems to mark things as confidential and to have that tie into your confidentiality agreement and your employment agreement and your consulting agreements. And, you know, if something is confidential, then you can't, can't use it so your systems are very important as well yeah totally well that was good I think this was such a fitting topic with the business excellence awards finally being back um, for the first year in a couple of years and it's just so good to see so many businesses that are older still making it happen still strong resilient through covid and all the new businesses that are out there that are really just finding new ways to do things and that are just doing it so well so I think um we should be congratulating all the winners, but also every nominee that was even put up there for the Business Excellence Awards. I think the important thing to take away from this is if we could register land in the name of Tanvir Gill, who oh identifies God. as a what? What type of animal would you identify as? Me? Yes. You know what? I want to be a cow because <laughs> I want to eat. A cow? <laughs> a cow. Okay. Yeah. That was the last thing that I would have thought you would have said. I would have thought you said something sleek, maybe, you know, like no. a, a bobcat or I something. Just, I don't want to have well, stress. Okay. I want to wander, eat all day, uh-huh. and soak the sun in, you know, just, just graze. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Signing off. It's Clay Williams and uh, Tanver Gill, lawyer who identifies as a cow, I guess. No, I said I want to be a cow. I don't oh, want as to a be. Cow. Don't, if I, I could be I anything, I'd want to be a cow. <laughs> FHMP lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send your business law questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com. 